Just Right for Introverts, the podcast that's your virtual writing partner. Chock full of writing prompts and lively thought rambles, each episode is a journey. Let's take it together. My name is Kara, and we'll be writing together today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's session. Let's jump right in with our song du jour. I've got the writing playlist up. Our random song of the day is Bird in the Time, like the herb, T-H-Y-M-E, by Tiny Ruins. If you are new to the podcast, we are doing the song prompt, and uh, the goal is to write for the length of the song. You can get inspired by the song, by a lyric, by the atmosphere, whatever works for you. And then when the song ends, you can stop writing. It's just a way to kind of shake us out of our head and get our pen moving across the paper. I find a lot of inspiration from listening to music or just from like other artists and their words. And I really like the randomness of choosing a song from my my playlist of uh, 226 songs. So uh, I appreciate when things come up that I'm like, oh, this is what I needed to hear today. And I am working on a story right now that centers around birds. So I was like, cool, bird in the time. Let's see what the song has to say. So I'm going to count us out. Uh, and then you're going to pause and write and come back. I have the playlist available on Spotify. You can uh, get it there, subscribe to it. Or uh, if you're going to the website, uh, it's there at com slash just right for introverts and it's on that page at the bottom all right let's do it one two three go well that was a sweet sad song or at least that was the mood that i got from it um all right i hope you're doing well uh today has been a struggle for me most days have felt like a struggle. Working from home is a very, it's a huge blessing and I love it. And I also struggle with time management and motivation sometimes. I've got that procrastinator habit well ingrained. And so sometimes I have a hard time if deadlines aren't screeching in my face. For me to actually like stay on top of my to-do list <laughs> oh but I'm doing it I've set myself manageable goals certain benchmarks um the, doing the podcast is something I do for my own personal enjoyment and growth and even then it's still sometimes hard to get myself in the chair doing this but I'm super excited about today's prompts and I have a Snickers bar waiting for me at the end of this uh, <laughs> you gotta give yourself treats after you do the work all right so what is our first prompt we are going to take inspiration from a book I finished last week it was called letter to a young novelist uh, by Mario Vargas Llosa um, and it was good. It was like hefty, I feel like, even though it was a small book. 
I uh, you know took my time reading the chapters and it gave me a lot of things to think about that I hadn't thought of before as far as like fundamentals of writing and uh, story structure and how to develop a novel I have not decided yet how I what format I like to write in I started out with poetry and I've moved into like vignettes I don't know what to call them they don't feel like stories though and so that was one of the reasons that I was excited about last week's homework assignment with uh that was inspired by the Neil Gaiman um master class that I'm taking online uh where we uh just sat down and wrote a short story and I wish that mine was in the past tense I'm still writing it I'm at 3,000 words, and I can't seem to find a way to end it <laughs> in a way that makes it a story. Uh, and so, anyways, I'm using it, actually, to help me uh, go through the exercises that are in that online class. Um, using that to kind of, like, develop the character, develop, like, you know, what does the character want? Where is the character going? And uh, the, the book that I finished, the letter to the young novelist, uh, has been helpful. And I really wanted to play with some of the stuff that um, was in it. And I'm hoping that it will help me finish this homework assignment so we can move on. I need to move on with my life and on to the next uh, short story or little ditty. I just I want this out of my brain. <laughs> I have a friend's uh, thing that she said to me. I think she got it from reading Big Magic by, um, give me a second. You pray love, TED Talk, creativity, Elizabeth Gilbert. There we go. I'm not even going to edit that out because I, <laughs> I don't want to. It's the right author. That's what matters. Okay. Uh, that phrase that was running through my head is done is better than good. Let's just get stuff done. So I want to get that story done, but I think today's exercises will help me do that. So what are the first exercises? You may be wondering. The first one is from the uh, Vargas Llosa book. And um, he asked, what do you question in life? And I thought that was a very... Uh, nutrient-rich question, and let's spend five minutes answering that question through writing, whatever way it strikes you. What do you question in life? So one, two, three, write. That was fun. That was a lot of stuff. I had to catch myself halfway through because um, I feel like I was starting to uh, think off in tangents like oh I wonder if that will be something fun to, to turn into a story I was like no car focus what do I question and so I did that trick that um I, I don't know if it's demeaning to call it a trick I don't know whatever the process that's really helpful that um Natalie Goldberg talks about in writing down the bones or wild mind I can't wild mind uh, I can't remember which one um, but, uh, when you're doing a, a prompt, if you get stuck, 
rather than stop and try to like reread what you've written and get back in the flow, you just rewrite the prompt. So I would constantly, you know, after I'd write like a sentence or two, if I was getting lost, I would just say, I question dot dot dot. And I'd fill in the, obviously the dot dot dot. I wouldn't even have the dot dot dot. Anyways, today is a silly day and we're moving on to the next exercise. <laughs> and it's also a question prompt and it is, what do I desire? Now I am going to do a digression. Surprise, surprise. I will try to keep it to 30 seconds. So if you skip ahead 30 seconds, you'll <laughs> bypass it. I'm watching the clock. So I am struggling with my storytelling uh, in the short story, you know, I started last week. And one of the things that keeps coming up in the lessons from Neil Gaiman are asking like, what is the character, what, what does the character desire? Like, you know, characters desires, uh, conscious and, and subconscious, uh, unconscious, subconscious desires, like propel the plot. And so I'm really trying to think about what my character desires. And so I thought one way into that was to list what I desire, because like what I desire, I can mine from that. And oh, I've gone over 30 seconds, but I'm going to go for another 30 seconds because this is actually sparking something that I read in uh, Mario uh, Vargas Llosa's book. And uh, here's the quote. The Cataplepas is an impossible creature that devours itself, beginning with its feet. Likewise, the novelist scavenges his own experience for raw material for stories, in a more abstract sense, of course. He does this not just in order to recreate characters, antidotes, antidotes? That might be anecdotes, anecdotes, and I mistyped it. Or landscapes from the stuff of certain memories, but also to gather fuel from them for the willpower that must sustain him if he is to see the long, hard project through. Um, and again, that's from Letter to a Young Novelist. That's in reference to novels, or I guess longer projects, writing projects. Um, and uh, as most digressions go, I've kind of forgotten the original thread of that. But it was about mining our experience. Yes. Ha. Back circle. Full circle. Um, you know, if I can find and list and explore what I desire, it might be easier for me to find out what my character desires. And I will do a bonus prompt after we finish this one. If you would like to do it, I might. So anyways, let's write. One, two, three. What do I desire? I meaning you. Okay. One, two, three, go. And we're back. All right. So here's a, a little aside if you want to do it. Um, uh, go ahead and do the same exercise, but from your character's perspective. If you've got a character that you're tooling around with or that you're getting to know or think you already know, just you know, try this and see what comes up. See if anything new comes up, particularly if it's a known character. Maybe they have a surprising desire you hadn't thought of before. Um, or that they hadn't revealed before. Uh, one way that I've noticed uh, a lot of the exercises I've been taking so far with the character development have asked you to list or like name the character and list a few details about them before you launch into an exercise from their perspective just to kind of ground yourself in them 
and I just started a lesson today in the masterclass that was about character and dialogue. Uh, Neil Gaiman was saying in the intro that he had a really hard time at the beginning with uh, characters. He didn't know what a character was or how to create a character, make them three-dimensional, and eventually learned that if he could figure out how they talk, he would get a much better grasp on who the character was. And I haven't finished that lesson. That's as far as I got. I just got a few minutes into the the intro and I realized that there was so much that I wanted to explore and cover in today's lesson. I wasn't ready to jump so far ahead um, in the masterclass because I wanted to cover all this other stuff. Um, and what is this other stuff? Well, uh, in the letter to a young novelist, uh, there was a really interesting, to me, it just stuck out, a section about narrators, playing with narrator. Uh, there's uh, three that were listed. So there's narrator character, omniscient narrator. Oh, and that's Bonnie. I adopted a dog uh, a little over a month ago, and she's wonderful. I love her so much. And yes, there is a fire truck outside, and I don't know why. And so I'm going to pause it and just find out. We'll just see. Okay, well, it looks like it's a, a non-serious non house call. All right, we're fine. Thank you, Buns. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, my goodness. So where was I? We are looking at narrator. And uh, so he listed, uh, Mario listed three. Um, and I've listed them kind of as, you know, first person narrator character. Um, and you know, obviously the character, the character you're writing is the narrator and they're speaking in I and me and my. Then there's, uh, he has the omniscient narrator who is outside and separate from the character. And uh, this would be uh, in like third person. Um, so he, she, them in describing what's happening. And it sounded like, if I'm remembering from my reading correctly, that the omniscient character kind of like knows all, like knows everything. Um, and I'm wondering, I don't, see this is what was interesting is like I don't know a lot actually about um, the basics of writing, like that you would get from going to school and getting like a writing degree or anything like that. Um, so I don't actually know like the definition of an unreliable narrator. But I'm wondering, and maybe somebody else can answer this for me, uh, that an unreliable narrator is probably somebody who could be any of these three things. That these uh, three types of narrators, narrator character, omniscient narrator, and the one I haven't mentioned yet, the ambiguous narrator, are all more about uh, the perspective of where the narrator is writing from, and yet each of these could be an unreliable narrator, like even, so, uh, that's my thought anyway. I'll look it up later and see if I'm right. Um, and so anyways, going to the ambiguous narrator, I forgot to take notes, or I just didn't take notes of what, uh, he defined the ambiguous narrator as, because uh, he had a lot, he talked about it a lot, and I ended up looking it up online and found a, a, a student's uh, 
I don't know, it's not like a thesis project, but just like a an article about uh, ambiguous narrators. And uh, her name is Jessica Eastwood. And it's from a blog called Canonical Thoughts. I really wish I knew how to pronounce that word. Canonical? Canonical. <laughs> it's a funny word. Canonical. Canonical. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she writes... The most uncommon type of narrators is the ambiguous narrator. It is rare that authors do not reveal much about their narrators, even rarer when they do not give a name. In Sarah Orne Jewett's The Country of the Pointed Furs, the narrator's name is never given. This helps to allow the reader to see the growth that the narrator goes through better as the narrator starts out at the beginning of the novel as a blank slate. And then later in the essay, she says, uh, writes, The ambiguity of the narrator in The Country of the Pointed Furs allows the reader, readers to see how much the narrator grows during the course of the novel. By being ambiguous, the narrator acts as a sort of sponge, being able to soak up the personalities and aspects of the people around her, as well as being influenced by the natural landscapes, landscape that surrounds her. And it was explained in the essay that uh, the narrator of uh, this book, this novel, is a writer that goes to a town, I think on the coast in Maine, to write a story. And the uh, this writer is never named. And part of me is wondering, like, wouldn't that be like a character narrator? But maybe uh, it's written not with I in me and my. Or maybe an ambiguous character can be a narrator character or an omniscient character as long as they're mysterious. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to play with these. And I went ahead before this and went to a random character generator website. I think it was actually for like artists because they were um, listed in such a way that it said draw a and then I were changing that to write. But uh, here is our first character and we're going to write about this character for this character you know however it strikes you in a you know first person narrator character so numero uno terrified human who wants to be a chef they love to go to carnivals and are afraid of cell phones i'll read that again the character is a terrified human who wants to be a chef they love to go to carnivals and are afraid of cell phones. So go ahead and write maybe just like a little paragraph uh, or a poem or whatever of uh, this character with the narrator character perspective. All right, one, two, three, go. Okay, so that was number one. I write big, so I ended up writing a page, but if I was writing, I'm sure like other people write, it would be. <laughs> nice compact little paragraph okay so our next exercise uh, or part of this exercise is uh, another character and what was cool about this random character generator was that uh, there were three buttons a human an animal or creature and inanimate object uh, so uh, number two is an animal and we're going to be writing this uh, from the omniscient narrator perspective so third person and our character is a blue turtle who loves fancy parties 
and wants to be a robotics engineer. They are afraid of hiccups. Our blue turtle is afraid of hiccups. All right, ready? One, two, three, right? Omniscient narrator, go. Okay, we're back. I don't know, I don't think I mentioned this, um, but when I was looking up uh, more explanations about like ambiguous narrator, I uh, was wondering if like Lemony Snicket was an ambiguous narrator, just because, I don't know, when I heard about the book series, my sister was super into it, and then saw the movies, I just couldn't, I don't know, uh, I couldn't understand who Lemony Snicket was and how he related to the story, um, obviously until like the end of the movie, you kind of get a clue, but um seemed very mysterious and I wonder if that was what I wondered if that was what ambiguous meant but um when I looked it up it said that uh, no Lemony Snicket is definitely an omniscient narrator and I've meant to tell you that before we started this exercise um but hey now you know <laughs> all right now we're gonna do and the ambiguous narrator and the character that we're working with who's gonna be in this story that the narrator is uh talking about is an inanimate object. So the inanimate object is a comfy couch who loves watermelon. They want to be a race car driver and are afraid of monsters. Hopefully it's sparking something for you. I had a fun time thinking about this one. I'm ready to write. So let's do it. One, two, three, write. Okay, and we're back. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I really liked these short little paragraphs. Mine were a page long, but it's a paragraph. I just write very large and messily. Um, uh, that was what I really liked that one. I don't know if I got the ambiguous narrator right, though, because uh, I kind of revealed my narrator in the last sentence. But whatever, it's just writing practice. <laughs> okay. What are we going to do next? Um, I actually uh, skipped an exercise uh, to just jump into like the, the play with the narrator. And so I'm tempted to make the skipped exercise our homework assignment. Um, and yeah, I'm not as familiar with the uh, sections of the... Oh, no, here I did. I wrote them down. Never mind. Uh, it's a... It's a prompt from Neil Gaiman, and there are 12 prompts because it is a 12-month question prompt. He was um, requested by uh, the like BlackBerry with a capital B, the company that makes made <laughs> Blackberries. Um, uh, it was requested to do like a promo for them, like a promo project, and he wrote. Um, a calendar of tales and uh, it's basically they just like commissioned him to do a project and so he had this project in mind and he got to do it and so there's a list he created of 12 questions each related to a month of the year uh, in western calendars not everybody has the same calendar and I am tempted to just read them all I hate that I'm stumbling with this uh, but I I'm not sure. I'm trying to be cautious, like, you know, about sharing too much 
from any one teacher's like course or book like I want people to discover them for themselves and so uh, how about the homework assignment is for you to either google Neil Gaiman a calendar of tales and find uh, his uh, calendar prompts or come up with your own questions and I'll just like give you one example so he has uh, for the first question why is January so dangerous and I gotta give context like here's another one like if August could speak what would it say and um, that's so interesting it's actually reminding me of a short story that he wrote I'm reading his uh, collection of short stories for kids called M is for magic and one of the short stories in it uh, was one that was actually in another collection of his that I read a few years ago because I recognized it but it's a really beautiful story about the months of, of the year as individual as like characters as like entities people um although I would lean more toward entity even though they have like human-like form it sounds like and uh, they're sitting around a fire and each month they take turns telling a story and it's very powerful and moving I, rec I highly recommend it and I am going to pause this and actually look up the title for you to go look it up because it's really beautiful Got it. So it's called October in the Chair by Neil Gaiman. I'll have a link uh, to it in the episode description. There's a, um, well, maybe I won't be able to link it. I just found like a Goodreads link. Anyways, I'll figure it out, share it with you, even if it's just a link to Emma's for Magic or the other book that had it as part of the collection. Um, so yeah, the prompt, uh, you can either like look it up and use Neil Gaiman's actual, uh, questions that he wrote for every, uh, month of the year, um, and then answered them in a short format. Uh, he eventually took one of his answers and turned it into a short story. Boopity boop boop boop. Kara from the future interjecting here. I have my editor's hat on right now <laughs> and I wanted to just clarify the Calendar of Tales project from Neil Gaiman. It was from 2013, uh, sponsored by BlackBerry, and Neil Gaiman uh, had this idea to do this really collaborative, basically, art project. So he came up with the questions uh, for each month, and then he put it out into the, the Twitterverse, and people responded with their answers, and it was from those answers that he gathered his prompts for his 12 short stories, which you can actually, actually, I can speak, listen to on SoundCloud. I'll have the link in the episode description. And then the idea was, uh, from his blog post, it sounds like the idea was to then take those uh, stories and put them out into the world and, and uh, see how they were used as inspiration by other artists for other projects. And I couldn't find the website that housed all of this. Um, it looks like it has been, it has gone by the wayside because it's not on BlackBerry's website anymore either. Um, but it's still uh, mentioned on his blog and lots of people talked about it at the time. And I will have a link in the episode description to a uh, website called SF Signal, and it, it had the person 
uh, Carl V. Anderson uh, basically wrote kind of like a, a review of the, the, the stories. And he lists Neil's questions and then uh, the answers, uh, I guess, like, I want to say the winning answers, but like, you know, the, the responses from uh, Twitter users uh, that Neil ended up using as his jumping off point for these stories. Anyways, isn't it so cool that like this was meant to be a internet collaborative art project and here we are however many years later, math is, quick math is not my strong suit, whatever, 2013 to now, eight years, there we go, <laughs> later, here we are in another kind of like digital verse continuing with the uh, inspiration. So anyways, there we go. A little bit further backstory. I'll have links if you want to do a little bit of a deep dive like I did into this and learn more. All right. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put it back on track and I may repeat myself <laughs> in what's left of this episode. And you'll just know that I didn't know what I was talking about and I have corrected myself. So you can just make fun of me. <laughs> the past me. I'll do it with you. All right. Boop, 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 boop. And, uh, we, or you, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Today is just an odd day. Thank you for rolling with me. Uh, or you can go ahead and do the prompt, uh, for yourself. Like, you know, you come up with your own questions for each of the 12 months. So just thinking on the fly, um, why? Is January lonely? Um, why does August always have to be the life of the party? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, things like that. And uh, do them for each of the months and just have fun with it. See what comes up uh, as you write. And if anything sparks, any of the short things you write, uh, in response to these uh, question prompts based on the months, uh, go ahead and, and keep writing. Maybe turn one of them into a short story and see how it goes. I wish you good luck, and I will see you next time. Happy writing, everybody! for showing up. We'll get our 10,000 hours in yet. I want to thank my sister, Brianna Quinn Lewis, for sharing her strumming styles for the podcast theme song. If you want to find out more about the podcast, including links to episode details and the Spotify writing playlist, go to caraqlewis.com slash just write for introverts.